I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 475 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? You know, I'm here, man. I am here <laughs> despite... That's such a great, like, <laughs> you skirted the question of yeah, how you're doing. I really, really... No, I, sure I, truthfully, how I'm doing is is that I'm here. Right. Um, you know, I... I I look forward to the podcast so much every week. Yeah. And normally we record on Tuesday nights. Yes. Tonight, as we record, it is Wednesday night. Yes. And so I've had to wait an extra day. Yeah. And so I'm like super psyched and ready to go <laughs> and like, Rah! Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yes. And it's funny because uh, all, all I'm going to say is this. We pushed the podcast back one night, not for convenience. Nope. But because we have quite a tale to tell. Yes. However... And but but the t- the tale we can't tell it yet. We thought the tale would be told. Well, no no. We thought the tale would be done today, yes. and then we could tell it. Right. But the tale continues behind the scenes. Yeah. And to protect the parties involved. Right. Yep. We have to wait until this next uh, part of the tale is done. And to then, be clear, this is not a tale about Brad. So anyone who's listening expecting dirt on Brad, you might get some dirt on Brad. No no no. You won't get any dirt on Brad. I this don't is, know. This is one hundred percent the other end of the table. <laughs> I don't know. I am dirt free. You're saying if I call on you for some help, you're not going to help me with some dirt. I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> I just uh, don't want anyone listening to get the wrong idea that I am airing my Something dirt. fucked up is going to happen this weekend. <laughs> and uh, All right, well, that's who knows true. who's going to commit it. That is true. <laughs> yes. No, um, no, no. It's a, uh, it's actually, it's kind of mostly about a person that's not on the podcast. Right. But connected to us in a big way. Yep. And, uh, and more connected to me than Brad in terms of, uh, what's going on right now. You know, we'll just say it. U.S. Senator John Kerry. Oh, well, is he okay? I don't know. I don't hear much about him. Is he still a Senator? I don't think so. I don't think so. He's too old. Um, anyways. Too old to be a Senator? I think so. How old is he now? I think he ran for president in 19, what is it? 2004? Yeah. Is, Is that right? Was it 2004, 2008? 2004. Democrat. I think it was 2004 because we did a video with him. Right. That's a senior that, discount video. That's why I'm like, oh, he's more associated with Chuck than me. Yeah. So it had to be 2004. So that's 16 years ago he was running for president. And I'd have to say, what was he at that time? Like 60, 62? No. Real, uh, maybe. I think. Oh, he's a former United States something. Secretary of State. I bet he's at least 78 years old. That's my guess. How old is he? he wait, I'm sorry. How old did you say he was? I say 78. You are incorrect, sir. What is it? He is 76. Oh, that's pretty close. It is pretty close. Um, but you went over, so you yes. did not get the showcase showdown. <laughs> yes. So anyway, uh, there's a big tale going on behind the scenes. I haven't been angry like this in like years. Yep. And I am so angry. And this is so like, I don't want to give any hints, but it's so, th- this behavior is so reprehensible that when we tell you the story, you're going to be like, this is fucked up. It may change some uh, commerce. 
mm-hmm. tendencies for people living in the greater Rhode Island area. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but we get it. We get it. We're gonna. We can't tell it yet right, because no. there's still some things where some bad people have some control. Uh, yeah, of things. They, they still have some leverage. Yes, so, exactly. So un- until uh, those bad people are brought to justice oh. by a crime fighting duo, possibly, possibly <laughs> just a crime fighting solo. <laughs> We'll no, no, no. We'll, no, see. no, no. <laughs> we'll see how I'm feeling this weekend. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Why did you ask me to make a poop cannon? <laughs> I just wanted you to use your rage in a constructive way. <laughs> constructive. Um, but yeah, so we thought we were going to be able to tell this tale today. We can't tell it yet, but it'll be told soon. Yes. Um, anyway, um, you know, we usually do, we open the podcast with Chuck and Brad updates, our performance stuff. Right now, we don't really have a lot, but Brad does have I a performance. I do. I have, I have a show coming up Yes. Uh, next Thursday. Uh, keep an eye on the Providence Improv Guild social media. Uh, that's at, at Improv Pig on Twitter and Instagram and, right. you know, Providence Improv Guild on Facebook. And we will be doing a Zoom version of the British game show, Would I Lie to You? Right. Now, for those that's of right. you who don't know what that show is, yes. including Chuck, yes. uh, basically there are two teams of three. And they give us, you know, one person on each team gives a statement. Uh, for example, um, I got paid $20 when I rescued a toddler from drowning. Yeah. Now, that may be true for that person. Mm-hmm. It may be a lie. Mm-hmm. And the other team tries to suss that out mm-hmm. through questions. Yes. And uh, so if it's true, you give the facts as they actually happen, but you don't want to be like too matter of fact. Like you want to yes. create doubt. Uh, and so if they guess correctly, truth or lie, mm-hmm. they get a point. If they guess it incorrectly, you get a point. Wow. So uh, there's six of us veteran improvisers who are going to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no idea how it's going to turn out. No idea how it's going to look technically. Just, uh, you know, winging it uh, and, and trusting that our, our tech team and that our hosts know what they're doing. So nice, man. I'm excited for just an opportunity to perform yeah, right. in, in a way that can get visceral immediate feedback yes because again love the podcast but i don't get to hear people like cheering for us or laughing at us right i know or like you know shining the chuck and brad symbol <laughs> in the sky if they've been wronged in some R- form or fashion right, right, right. <laughs> it's, it's we'll just come. the silhouette of a uh, poop we'll, cannon <laughs> we'll come um yeah so uh that's cool i don't i don't have any live shows yet so right. you know i don't feel great about you saying one before i do well i mean we're a team so All right so, like, so I can be on it? Yes. <laughs> I like your yes. My uh, my success is your success and your success is my success. I agree with that yeah. 100%. I really do. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm, I'm distracted right now because Zoom, we already talked about this a little bit. Yep. Zoom, they make the H6, which is what yeah. we normally record this is our podcast on. The, the Zoom that people are using for video conferencing. Yes. Yeah. There's another company called Zoom that makes like recording uh, equipment. Um, and... Uh, they're coming out with a new H8, and I'm just looking at it, and I want to see how many of our, um, you know, problems it'll solve. Right. Because the Zoom H6, it's really hard to get call-ins on it. Yes. So we use our uh, Roadcaster Pro, which is another great device. Yes, it is. Uh, sent to us by Roadcaster. We thank you very much. And um, I think the H8 will let us do phone calls through that. Interesting. It's a much smaller device. Right. And um, you know what I'd love? Cough buttons. That's oh. what I want. That's what I've wanted for years. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I don't think it does. But. You would you would need a backup cough button for you. Oh, my God. Because you'd so wear many. the first one out. I have such a sinus issue. I don't know what to do about it. Nosectomy. I know. That's what I think I need. 
All right. So uh, this week in the podcast, like I said, we're not going to be able to tell our crazy story. So uh, what are we going to talk about? We have a couple things. We're going to close with talking about the new movie Palm Springs, um, which is on Hulu. Came out on July 10th, Brad's birthday. Yes. Starring Andy Samberg. And it has, I think it holds the record for being the highest amount paid out for a film at Sundance. Yes. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. We both watched it. And uh, spoiler alert, we both liked it a lot. Yes. So, you know, we're going to go spoiler free with that talk. So if you haven't heard it, feel free to listen to the podcast. But then we probably will get into some spoilers, but we'll warn you ahead of time that we're going to go spoiler. Perfectly clear. Yep. Yeah. You're no, not gonna, no vagueness at all. Yeah. You're not going to get it spoiled. <clears throat> so I guess the first thing I'll talk about is like, I can't tell you. This was like one of the most, this is probably the most annoying week I've had in like years. Hasn't been great for me, but go ahead. It, it's, it's. I, I was just, and it's weird because like I have to be careful about what I say, right? For a couple reasons. Uh, one, <clears throat> I realized I woke up this Monday. I woke up. Now we can't really do that much, um, you know, like as as like uh, in socially right now because of the quarantine and right. everything. And, no and, concerts. And, yeah, and we're both taking it seriously. We're mm-hmm. not like going out and being idiots. Right. Uh, see right. a lot of idiots mm-hmm. out there. Right. Not truthfully, not. Like directly, right? Like I feel like my social circle, generally speaking, is taking this seriously and is doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, but like reposts on social media, I see a lot of foolish behavior that is leading yeah. to a lot of problems. That's I agree. All. So <clears throat> we can't go to a lot of comedy events or live events this summer. And Brad has a birthday in July 10th. I have a birthday on August 2nd. We usually find a way to celebrate together at some point. You know, we've had like the arcade game night we did at um. Yep. What's it called? What's the arcade place? Uh, it's not. Uh, it's connected on. to Fet. Fallout something. Sh- shelter. Shelter. Shelter Arcade Bar. Yes, Shelter I, Arcade I Bar. I was the Fallout Shelter. Like that I was, was right there. Yes, yeah. that was close. That was great. We've had parties at my house yep. with like N64 tournaments for your birthday. And I think we did. What did we do last year? I think we just had a, a, th- a three-person party at your place. Okay. So we've had a bunch of different uh, celebrations over the years. This year, we can't really have a big party. Nope. Obviously, there's no concerts and comedy shows. So what we planned on, and Gina kind of mentioned it to me, and I was like, that's a great idea, was uh, just a, a small amount of us. Yep. Uh, we're going to go get a house in New Hampshire for a weekend. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to drive around until we find a house where people are out of town. Right. And then we're breaking in. Right. And Wet bandit style. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're just going to go to, we're going to do a lazy river. Uh, we're going to go to like a coffee shop, a couple of restaurants, watch some movies, play some games, whatever. And I booked this like maybe three weeks ago or something like that. Right. This Monday I woke up. First thing I see in my credit card, it says refund of $1,100 for this birthday house. Okay. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I look in my Airbnb. It wasn't Airbnb. It was HomeAway, which is now called VRBO, Verbo. Okay. All right. Um, and the guy wrote me and he goes, hey, listen, I'm really sorry. My house... Uh, got like you know in this was in the storm this weekend and the roof opened up and now it's like leaking into the house so i have to cancel your trip obviously not his fault right but now i'm like what the hell do we do right so i'm i'm like all right i gotta i gotta figure out how to rebook this house but now it's so close to the day we're gonna go that it's gonna be hard to find one right that was my first annoying thing on monday then i then gina called me and she was basically like bawling, freaking out, crying, yep. having a panic attack because of something some people are doing to her. Right. And that's 
part of the story we're going to tell. That's a part of the story. Oh, okay. So we kind of spoiled a little bit, but yeah. not really what it is. We, we told it. We said Gina's involved somehow. Okay, yes. It's 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 not former senator, former secretary of state John Kerry. <laughs> and <laughs> it's right. Gina. And when I got that phone call and I found out what these people said and did, oh, yeah. I was on a fucking warpath. Yeah. I was so pissed off. I called you and told you about it. Yes, you did. Um and okay, so that was that was the second thing. Then, and this is you know just the way the world things happen like this one time. Like recently, I've been working on all the Tell Them Steve Dave projects I work on, and kind of last minute, I went up and we shot a ton of projects, way more than we've ever shot before at one point in time. I came back, I had an immediate deadline three days later for a video. Then I had another deadline a week later. Then I had another deadline a week later, which is faster than I usually do the videos. We usually do a video every two weeks. That's how, that's how often I usually edit them. Did the first one, was getting ready to do the second one. And I got a call that was basically like, hey, the second one has to be done in 48 hours. Wow. Yep. And it has to be, uh, and and like, I'm doing more for that one because we're doing this special thing. I can't really talk about it. Right. And I was like, How? I could never get it done in that amount of time. The, yeah. the videos take me between, I'd say, an average of 27 to 36 hours for okay. each video, basically, in the edit. Um, and I was, so all those, all those things, I probably got all those things happening in one hour. Wow. That's not yeah. a great hour. <laughs> it's a bad hour. Yeah. I got a real bad hour. Other other hours of the week, not as bad. Ready? Here's some more stuff that happened to me this week. And by the way, if people listen to this podcast and they're like, this is the first time listening, this is what they talk about. Not really. We're in the quarantine and we got to reach for topics and just talk about what's actually happening in our lives. But I think maybe people can relate to this. We thought we were going to have the big story as a yes. topic and not have to go into this kind of detail. Yeah, yes. We don't. Yeah, we don't. That's okay. Other people I'm hoping will be like, you know what? I've had bad days. Let me, let me uh, commiserate with this guy. Yeah. So other thing. I got a I got a letter in the mail from the town of Warren, the town I live in. Okay, it's a big you've you've gotten the town taxes thing where it has like the four quarterly yes. pay things. You know, yes, they're usually blue. I got one that's bright red. Uh -oh. I'm like oh, I've never seen a red one before. This is weird. My taxes are usually wrapped into my mortgage. I'm like, what is this? Thirty seven hundred dollars for a sewer tax. What that I've never seen before. Okay, can you believe that? That's a lot of money. Thirty seven hundred dollars a year. That's bringing up my mortgage by three hundred dollars a month. That's uh, that uh, man. I feel like I damage the sewers more than you do. I should be paying that tax. Can but you I believe read, that? Is it wrapped in your mortgage or no? Hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, hold well, I, all right. I'm holding them. I got that. Um, we just, you know, for a short amount of time, we needed a landline in my house for something. Okay. And now we can. We don't need it anymore. Oh yeah. Okay. My bill, my my internet bill before was seventy dollars a month. Right. My new. I was about sixty six. Sixty six dollars a month. My new bill with the landline for a while was like 94, something like that. And I was like, and they said, yeah, you could just take off the landline whenever you want. It's not a contract. This is from Cox. I call Cox. I'm like, hey, I don't need the landline anymore. They're like, oh, it's interesting. If you take off your landline, your bill is actually going to go up. And I said, no, no, no. I was, I was paying 66 before for what I had. And I just want to go right. back to that. They're like, yeah, that does it. Promotion doesn't exist anymore. And I'm like, that's, that's okay. Well, I called and I got the landline added to it. Um, so I just need it to go back to the amount it was because right. that's what they told me they would do. Yeah. And he's like, no, there's nothing I can do. I called back like five times, talked to five different people. Yep. Everyone was like that. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I have to cancel then. They're like, okay, yeah, go ahead. Everyone didn't give a shit. You know why? Because I think they have an influx of customers because of all the quarantine. Everyone's stuck at home. Yep. People are probably less likely to let their internet um, lapse, lapse, yep. all that stuff. So I'm like, what the fuck? They want they want me to either keep the landline for almost $100 or pay more just to have the internet. Right. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? All yeah. these things are happening at once. Um, and uh, I mean, I'll give you this quick. 
I contacted all my, like, I, I looked closer at the sewer. <laughs> all I had to do was put on my glasses. <laughs> okay. But what happened was, it just so happens that they made it red this year. Oh, okay. So it looked like a it different looked urgent. Yeah. yeah. Maybe past due. Well, in yeah. past, it's blue. Yeah. So now it's red. I think it's a different bill. No. The sewer tax is adding $300 a year to my taxes, uh, which is not a big deal. No. And it is already wrapped into my mortgage. Okay. So it's, that's okay. Yeah, I'll but I understand of. that panic and that frustration. Well, I was like, what the... F All this on top of each other. Yeah. And then, like, we're looking for... Uh, we're looking for a new place for our birthday weekend to yep. go and hang out with everybody. Our friend Katie is flying up from Virginia. And I'm like, and, and we're everywhere we're looking, it's like 150% of what the original cost was. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? We already have some people in the party that are like, yeah, we said we'd come, but we're only going to stay for one night. At first it was like, I think we can only stay for two. Now they just changed it to one. Yeah. So everyone's paying for their room for the extra nights, um, which is already annoying me. Then I'm looking for more places. The price is going up. Yep. And I'm like, what? I don't know what to do. And I'm, Gina's like, well, maybe we just have to skip it. Maybe we shouldn't do it. And I was like, no, Katie is flying up from Virginia. Right. We have to do it. Then I book it. And of course, this person has this problem. And let's just say Katie has this problem with it. And I'm like, you're the fucking reason I didn't cancel it. That's funny. And so I'm so pissed off. She's not really being a bitch about it, but it's just annoying me that there's speed bumps right from from three of the parties there are speed bumps now not me out of the uh speed, yeah i know speed free well bump free <laughs> and, speed, and free. speed free yeah i'm really at rest is what i am I was, at, at rest and like spick and span no dirt i will say you know what's funny i'm like i was thinking about last night i'm like brad has given me no issues about this in terms of concern or whatever and i'm like i know why because you have nothing beforehand and nothing afterwards. I really don't. So you're not like, man, I'm going to be tired from this or we're yep. going to have to hurry because of this or I have all these different things yep. to worry about. You're more like, I'm looking forward to doing something. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. And it's, you know, I, I... It's the first time you've had a clear schedule in like 12 years. <laughs> On-call responsibilities have been added yes, to right. my job. Right. And so I'm like, well, if, if we're staying like through Monday, I can't go this week because right. I, oh, yeah. on, on call starts on Monday. Yes. And so then I can't go the following weekend. So like the only weekend I can go is, is the weekend that we have. Yes. Scheduled. That's why we had to schedule this yes. early was because of yes. that. That's right. So a little bit of a speed bump. Yeah. That's all right. But, but I, I, I was upfront about it and it was, it you like, you hadn't booked it yes, when I brought exactly, it up. So. Exactly. So I solved some of them, the tell them Steve Dave deadline. We double checked on it. It's all set. It's moved to an appropriate date. That makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm really happy with the project that I'm working on with Tell Him Steve Dave right now. Nice. And one of the things I was bummed about with the 20, you know, the 48 hour deadline was that I was like, oh, the, the quality is not going to be right. what I thought it was going to be. But now we fixed that and it's going to be fucking awesome. And I, I can't wait for it to come out and for people to see it. Um, and uh, yeah, we're still dealing with Gina's issue. Right. Um, but man... I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed and all week. Like, you know, for the past couple of months, I, I, let me see what I should say. I've been working from home with my dad's company. Yep. Um, and just yesterday I happened to go in to do stuff and man, there were so many issues that I was so annoyed by. I don't want this to hurt anyone's feelings, but I got I, I was left a note that was so frustrating that mm. was like, <clears throat> it just didn't make it. The note didn't make any sense. Right. I don't, but, but like, I'm not going to go back in. So I have to figure out what it means. I, I'm not going to get into that. It's too yeah. boring, too boring. But 
I just had a very frustrating day yesterday with like office stuff and then, oh man. So, so I've just had a very annoying week. I was talking to Jordan about today. He's like, man, he's like, your week has been so annoying. I'm like, dude, it's crazy. But a lot of it is resolved. Good. Uh, much of it is resolved. Not all of it. And now we're podcasting. And so we can have a, a talk about some pleasant things and have a nice back and forth. And yeah, that's what it's all about. Yes. So your birthday was this weekend? I had a birthday. I turned 42 years old somehow. Um, it's weird because I, I could have sworn you were 36. No joke. Yeah. Last week I told Gina, I'm like, Brad's 36. And she was like, no, he's not. And I'm like, I, I, I was seriously dumbfounded. Yeah. And then it took me a few minutes and I'm like, yeah, you're right. He's It's 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 been six years since then. Yes, it has. Wow. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I knew it would be a weird year to celebrate. Uh, you know, I just went home within, to Indiana, celebrated with my family. My mom made a cake. It was very nice. Um, but looking at, you know, here, it's like, well, we can't really go out to dinner and like, you can't get a big group of people. So there's only like a small number of people that I'm like, oh, these are the people I want to celebrate with. And, uh, you know, felt good about the celebration where right. uh, some, some work friends were like, Hey, like we'll pick up food. We can eat it on campus and have a socially distanced lunch. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was really nice. Hung out with them for, for a while. And then, uh, went over to our friends, Lou and Laura's place. Right. Uh, Lou made fried chicken. Uh, Laura baked cornbread and yes, cookies. Everything was so and good. And it was great. And then we just like hung out and talked all night. And I, I made you a really offensive card. You did. You did. It's <laughs> really got a place offensive. of honor on my record player right That could now. be a canceled Chuck Staten card. It, you know what? That's why I'm keeping it. <laughs> and funnily enough, the subject of the card is a canceled Brad Roar card. You know, funnily enough, I have all your cards that you've ever given me. Wow. And, and most of them are canceled <laughs> Chuck Staten yeah, cards. Yeah. It's in your blackmail folder. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> future blackmail. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Um, and, you know, like your future blackmail folder for me has some stuff in it, too. So it's just <laughs> yeah. it's mutually assured destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, that, that was nice. And then uh, even the night before. <laughs> Gray mail at best. <laughs> <laughs> off white yeah, um, yeah. the uh <laughs> eggshell mail yes. thursday night the night before my birthday i got to go to uh, the malted barley mm -hmm. one of our favorite restaurants in providence we spoke with the owner and, mm -hmm. and many workers on a former episode of the podcast right, right, right. they've sponsored some live events they're great went there yeah, with great. my friend jenny who shares a birthday with me and we had some food uh, i had root beer she had some cider right we actually hung out with the owner for uh, like a couple hours, and it was really like a fun, nice, seated outdoors uh, kind of evening. That's and great. I, I don't think I'm at the point where I, I want to like dine indoors, but dining outdoors is okay by me right yes. now. Yeah. Um. So that was that was like my actual birthday. The next day, Chuck and I ran errands, and then we went out and got some pizza at Fellini's in Cranston. Sat outdoors and ate. Yeah, that was good. And uh, you know, it and like, Deer Hearts ice cream. Yes. Yes. I uh I felt like really loved and supported on social media mm. this year, like more so than any year in the past. Interesting. Where Why was, do you feel like that? Um, I don't know if I was just counting the number of likes. I don't know if it's because there wasn't anything else going on. Yes. Um, but really like virtual affection was like in full effect. Good. Uh, you know, I posted uh, one, two very similar photos, one on Instagram, one on Facebook of like me holding up the cake that in Eminem says Brad 42. And yes, I'm like, yes. why did you have to add my, like, first of all, I'm glad you added my name because it adds more Eminems, but like <laughs> who else is going to be 42? And so whatever. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of people, and, and maybe because it was a photo instead of just like a reminder that it was my birthday, a lot of people could respond on the photo or yeah. like the photo. And I like that you post a reminder. It's your birthday. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, everybody. Yes. Oh, man, I've done that a ton in the past. I'm like, hey, like, just a reminder, six days, uh, whatever. So, uh, so yeah, felt felt really appreciated. Uh, like, I felt really supported by friends in general. Chuck, Chuck Staten, top of the list. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... it's what, I, what I buy you? I bought you something. Maybe it was ice cream. Yeah, well, and pizza. Oh, and pizza. Yeah. Okay, all right. And uh, well, you know, you, uh, Brad you, also got a Chuck to Brad love coupon that his his real birthday presents are coming when we go to yes. our New Hampshire trip. Man, I am like drawing blanks on Chuck Staten birthday presents from the past. No, for like now. Yeah, like what uh, to get Chuck this year, dude? It's so hard. Yeah. I, th- that's you know it's hard for me too because I kind of a long time ago I was like the best present you can get someone is essentially like a ticket to an event an experience yeah. because there's no way they you know, I mean, maybe they have it, but right. you can usually tell if they have it. It's not, it's certainly not something they always have. Um, and yeah, it's not here. I know, I know, I know. I feel, ba- I feel bad. Don't, you know, don't go crazy. I know, I know. Don't, don't worry about uh, it. But I also think I feel that, like you got me a lot of stuff last year. Uh, maybe. In the past, You got I me would, the Google Stadia thing, yes. but I could never play it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you have a Chromecast Ultra now, so I you have could it play now. it. But I know, but wasn't it three months from when you got it? No, it was three months from when you activate it. You could activate it now. Really? I also think it might be free for everyone now. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I know. So see, I thought I thought you get the founders pack and you got a three month thing that we could play together. And when you activate it, both of them activate. No, I think yours is separate. Can I connect a controller to the Chromecast now? Because I have to do that to yeah, play it. I, I think so. Okay, an yeah. Xbox controller. Yeah, Bluetooth controller. Okay, cool. Um, we'll see. Maybe yeah. I'll wait until the 15 games come out. Yeah, it's 15 games coming out at the same time, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So uh, so yeah, it's uh, birthday stuff is 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 weird and fun, but yeah, I felt supported uh, this year. In, in a lot of different ways, and that's been really supremely helpful. Also, yes. um, you know, like, I live alone, mm. and as we've alluded to, and as you know, like, it's a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I'm not interacting with yeah. a lot of people. Right. And one of the things you... He, he lives alone, and he works in his house every day. Yes. So, so he uh, wakes up in the morning, he takes a shower... He walks three feet to the right of his bed and he works until five o'clock. Then he walks <laughs> 10 I, feet in a different direction and watches TV for five hours. And then he walks back into his bed and that's his life six days a week. Basically. <laughs> yes. Um, I, it's uh, this, this week more than any week before, <clears throat> like you've talked about listening to podcasts and oh. how you feel like you're part of. This is interesting this, too. This I have this on this, on well, this list. I, I, Keep going. For me, not podcasts. I've watched a ton of Impractical Jokers this week. Really? Like a ton. And, you know, you feel like you're, you're in it. I know. And uh, it's been, like, really helpful for my mood yes. to feel like, oh, I'm a part of this group. Even though, like, I know I am a part of different friend groups. Right. Uh, to be like, oh, it's it's like they're laughing and they're joking yes, with each other. And, ah, Sal is this and Murr is that. I know. And uh, I know. Practical Jokers is a very special project. And it's felt like helpful yeah, so it's been either that or like old football games on tv yes yes um and just kind of as as background noise so yeah it's 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 good stuff so next time you see q i will let him know i yeah i i, I Save feel the life brother <laughs> i was texting with casey jost yesterday yeah. because colin jost is on uh, mark Marin. oh nice and yeah i think that the whole show is very special the crew with yep. you know Fenoya. And uh, Jay Miller and Casey Joe, so all the people that have worked in the show over the years, and you kind of see them here yep. and there on the show. The people that kind of yep. cycle well, in and out. It, the guy who it. plays Fat Crow, that guy. Last last night, Brian was, Johnson's it, on it. It was like episode one, uh, season one or two, and they were in a music store, and yeah. Sal was giving all these like corny jokes, and it was Casey in the background yeah. who had a little drum kit to do the badumch. Yes, but like 
nobody knew him as Casey Jost then. Yes, like he wasn't yes, doing Impractical yes. Insider or, right. or whatever. Um, yeah. And you know, he looked like a little baby Casey. Yeah, I know. It's I know it's a special show. That's why I've been, you know, I you know, it's no secret that I really want to get involved in the production right. of Impractical Jokers. Um, and I feel like a lot of the stuff we do is very in that line of things. Yeah. But yeah, I was listening to Tell Him Steve Dave this week and uh, Brian was talking, I mean, yeah, uh, Quinn was talking about, I think, was it, un- I don't know what it was on. Maybe it was in Practical Joker's dinner party. Okay. Had a clip come up on Facebook and they were talking about these three magnets uh, that were on his grandmother's fridge when he was growing up. And in my head, before I read any further or heard any further, whatever it was, um, I was like, oh yeah, like my grandmother at her house she had this block clock that was just wooden blocks. Okay. And you just change the numbers to be like what day it is. And every oh, day okay. you change it. And I'm like, oh, I really relate to that because of this. And then he went on to say like, yeah, we had a big uh, running joke about it in one of our live shows about these three magnets in my grandmother's house. And I was just thinking about that. I'm like, man, it's so fun to mine your own real past. Right. To like kind of create, you know, new comedy, new art, whatever it right. is to, to, to relate to people in different ways. And I was like, man, it is really cool that... You know, the show is essentially about their relationships, about their lives. I actually think that in Practical Joker's dinner party, yeah. which is what they're doing right now instead of the normal show, where right. they kind of just do essentially a Zoom call, right? but exactly what you and me and Ray were doing when he was in the show, yes, where they shoot it with real cameras so it looks good and right. it sounds good. You record it with real mics. Yep. Um, I think in Practical Joker's dinner party is essentially the best video podcast I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it's 22 minutes long. It's cut down to just jokes. They did that thing where Murr had a cake sent to Joe on his birthday that was mean. Yep. But the baker was friends with Joe, so Joe had him redo the cake to be nice and yep. sent it to him. The trick was back on Murr. Yep. Yeah, it's great. It's it uh, cookie-licious or something? I don't remember yeah. exactly, but it was... It was... Uh, it was uh, well, it said to the funniest joker. Yes, that um, was it. And... Uh, yeah, it's, no, it's a special show, and it's really, it's, it's uh, I've read this thing about how Impractical Jokers is like, the reason it's so popular is because it's about real people, yeah. and so much of pop culture now is about fake, beautiful people, right? and Impractical Jokers are the opposite. It was kind of a backhanded compliment right, right. article, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Just the ugliest MFers <laughs> you can find, but that's how you know they're real. That was the original name of the show, people yes. don't know that. Uh, the, the ugliest MFers you can find. Um, but yeah, the fact that <laughs> They're it's... They're like, hey, True TV, can we change this, please? <laughs> test it through the roof. Yes. Um, Where'd you test this? <laughs> yeah, so... Warren, Rhode Island. Uh, yeah, right. Um, but no, it's a special show because it's because it's so authentic. So I, yeah. I think that that's great. And I think that that's the best thing that that show can bring to people is, yes. is feelings like that and the feeling of like being part of that right ah makes me miss filming stuff yeah because we filmed a lot of stuff like that like i think of i think my number one favorite filming day we ever had it might be i I think it really is was the day we filmed the uh banner prank on our old friend ashley yep where it was like seven of us at my house we got this banner made so our friend ashley had taken this really ugly picture she hated the picture it was not a flattering photo no and I had, I made it into this big Christmas banner that said Merry Christmas from Ashley and Senior Discount because it was, my band Senior Discount was the focus of the video. And I live on a main street in uh, in the town that Ashley lives in. So the point of the video was just me, uh, you know, Christian, my drummer, my cousin, uh, Abe, our bassist and Senior Discount, Max Hood at the time, our lead mm-hmm. guitarist at the time, 
and Brad. Yep. Um, we're like, hey, we're just going to uh, make this into, uh, you know, like a wooden, like a, we're going to put a wooden frame on this banner, hang it on the front of my house, go meet Ashley and have her see that this is hanging in the, you know, in, in on Main Street in her right. town. Um, our buddy Wade did uh, the camera. Yep. I mean, I mean uh, the boom mic. Yep. Uh, our buddy Brian Dakota was filming for us. Yep. Gina was there. Uh, Ape son Grayson was there. Yep. Fawn was there yep. too. A lot of people. And uh, we were all, we all just had this day of doing this. We planned nothing and it was just bit after bit after bit from just nothing. Yeah. We didn't plan anything. Nope. And we were just, it was just us joking with each other. It was a hundred percent real. And then obviously we got her and we showed it to her and yeah, I, I love doing stuff like that. I love filming. Man, the end where we all sing, Hark of the Herald Angels Sing, like <laughs> as though it's the end of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a it beautiful great. moment. Oh, that's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you about that. Actually, it's one of the things I'm going to bring up in a little bit. It's kind of similar. Um, but on the same day of uh, the some, same weekend of your birthday. Yes. So Brad talked about how we went around and did errands. <laughs> it's just, I, have, I have in my notes... I'm obsessed with organization and basically sure, maybe this, we can keep this topic short <laughs> after I went to Jersey to film two weeks ago with tell them Steve Dave guys. Um, I was like, I have to reorganize all my gear to make it like the most organized, the easiest to get to the easiest to sort. Um, I can really make a clear difference between what stuff needs to be brought inside, what stuff can be left at, Jane Silent Bob yep. Secret Stash, and right. then I can go back to the hotel, whatever. And so I was like, Brad, we need to find clear makeup bags. Because I've, I've realized they're super cheap. It's the best way to organize cables and chargers and batteries and SD cards. It's the best way to have this stuff in your, in your bag. So we were like, all right. We went to like eight places looking for them all day. Yes. We didn't even really find what I was looking for. No, we did not. But we got some stuff that's that's helpful with that. But man, I've been obsessed with organization. That's been like a focal point of my life recently is like reassessing all of our audio equipment, all of our video equipment and getting it perfect for transportation. Right. Um, and I just had that as a note that that's a weird part of my life that's been uh, persistent. It is. It really is. Um, let's see. What else have we got? Hannibal Buress has a new special out. Yes, he does. Is it called Miami Nights? Yes, it is. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it yet either, but it will. I want to watch it. Yeah. I just, that's I, all I, I want to say. I love Hannibal. I feel like we are early adopters mm-hmm. uh, before his his national rise to like fame. Yes. Like we, you know, he was. Before Bill Cosby was figured out. Yes. He was uh, featuring uh, yep. for, uh, Aziz. for Aziz. And we saw him and we're like, that guy was great. And uh, got on board. Oh, I love Hannibal. Can't wait to watch a new special. If you didn't know, it's free on YouTube, so you don't even need to be subscribed to anything. Go watch it on YouTube. It's called Miami Nights. Uh, I saw a cool trailer. New documentary coming out. Um, and it's called Skin, A History of Nudity in Movies. And uh, it's basically, you know, it fits into the movies that are kind of like, uh, we, have a mo- we have a movie that we both like a lot called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. Yes. About the MPAA and the history of the MPAA and how they kind of treat people with different levels of uh, consideration and they're not really super fair. But I love movies that are, I love, uh, yeah, I love documentaries that kind of just explore the world of film and different things um, within that world. And so I'm excited for this movie. Yeah. Uh, It's cool too, because it showed a lot of different perspectives of like Shannon Elizabeth saying, I don't know if I'd have a career if I wasn't naked in American Pie. Right. And uh, how originally it was kind of looked at as shameful, but then 
different people made it very mainstream and it kind of helped them grow their career. But I'm just interested in this documentary. Yeah. It looks like it's coming out August 18th. Is there a, a like hmm, a lot of a lot of men uh, a little older than me are like the Phoebe Cates topless scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Was like amazing. Uh, and that's like the nude scene they remember. Is there a specific nude scene that you remember? Like oh. from, from, you know, when you were a, a tween or a teen? Yeah, there's a couple. I got a couple that really, first of all, the Phoebe Cates one, I don't think I've ever watched Fast Times. Yeah. So I that's only watched weird. it once. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, it's weird because I think of her. I don't know. I, th- I think of that girl, like Phoebe Cates, like in a like almost like there's a movie that I love with her that I forgot about and I can't remember what it is. Interesting. Okay. Like I like her face is so familiar to me from some movie that I loved and I don't remember what it was. Um, I'm watching the scene right now, by the way, in my laptop. The Last Starfighter. Was she in it? I don't know. Gremlins. Wow. Who was in Gremlins? Oh, maybe it's Gremlins. Maybe I love her from Gremlins. Is she in both of them? I don't know. I'm checking it out. She's definitely in. Yeah, she. Yeah, she is. In, I think she is in both of them because. In the first one, she talks about how her dad was dead in the in the chimney, and in the second one, she kind of makes fun of that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. That's what it is. So Phoebe Cates, I love from Gremlins. Um, okay, so um, by the way, you know what they would do now? They would just do body double and put her head on that person. Yes. Um, man, do I love boobs though? I know. I see. Yeah, I know. I know you do. I told you I had to have to talk with Gina the other day about how much I love boobs. I was like, it's, I don't well, know. Are, are you going to answer the question about favorite nude scene or are you just going to get distracted by thinking about <laughs> the actual nude scene? <laughs> I think that when I was a kid, the one that seemed the most taboo to me mm-hmm. and the, mo- the the movie that seemed the most like it's almost porn, but it's a real movie Okay, was Wild Things. Oh, yeah. With Nev Campbell and Denise, Denise Richards, Richards yeah. and Kevin Bacon and, uh, and Kevin's Bacon. I know. <laughs> I, I've seen your tattoo. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, they have like threesomes in it. They're yeah. licking wine off Denise Richards' boobs and stuff like that. That was the one that I think seemed the most like, this is a sex movie about sex. Oh, uh, okay. Because if you see a horror movie, yeah. I'm trying to think, even the original Halloween, I think that there are like, there's like a very short scene of naked breasts in it. Right. Where she's like, hey, you know, I think it's the guy that's under the, uh, she thinks it's her boyfriend, yeah. but it's Michael Myers with a sheet on his head. And the glasses. Yeah. yeah and the glasses. <laughs> and she's like, hey, look at my tees. Yeah. Um, it's not super sexual at all. No. It's just like you see a flash of this girl's boobs. But and and that's normal for a lot of horror movies. Right. Um but for me like the 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 wild things one was like, hey, this movie is like meant to titillate. It's not just like there's boobs in it. Right, right. Because Denise Richards boob No, no. It's uh what's her name? She's so she's great. She's really funny, very quirky and fun. She's in Whole 9 Yards. She's in Saving Silverman. She's in uh what's her name? Saving Silverman. Uh, the main Amanda Peet? Amanda Peet. Yeah. She is topless in whole nine yards. Oh, okay. I didn't and, know but that. But to distract someone again. Oh, okay. And that kind of stuff comes up and it, it doesn't really like phase me. It's almost right. like you forget about it. Right. But something like Wild Things and Barbed Wire. Yes. Which is weird because like, Pamela, when I was like a little kid, just like you, like, you know, like a 14 year old kid. Right. Like Pamela Anderson being like, like a Playboy model and right. she's all hot and he has these huge boobs. Didn't it almost seem like... There's something silly about her being naked. Yeah, a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's almost like oh, funny. Oh, that's really interesting. Isn't that yeah. weird? It's like, she's, it's almost like she's supposed to be like the picture of hotness in like 1998 or six or something like yeah. that. But there's something 
that's like, well, it's a little silly, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's like, um, how can I explain it? Like a real, she doesn't seem like a real person. Right. You right. You know what yeah. I mean? It seems yes. like, it seems like well, she's, she's like, Canadian. So that's probably why. Well, it's like she's like a playboy playmate. Right. You see the pictures of her in playboy, they're airbrushed. She has these yeah. huge fake boobs. Yep. It's almost like a, a silly, like in a story, she's like this, you know, sex object. Yeah. But in real life, it's just like, you don't even think of like meeting a person like that and seeing their boobs. Right. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. going to meet this weird. So barbed wire, even though there's a lot of boobs in it, it always felt like too distant from reality. Right. But wild things to me when I was 14, I was like, I might be in this situation someday. <laughs> he gave me quite a look. You're like, uh, I might be cuddled up with Kevin Bacon one day. <laughs> and his bacon. I saw Chuck's bacon. <laughs> it's more like a pork roll. <laughs> I don't even know what it's <laughs> I don't understand the analogy. <laughs> More like a, yeah, uh, pork roll is a Jersey thing. I've only okay. had it like a couple of times. Um, I don't really know what it looks like natively. I've only had it in a sandwich. Yeah. Um, but pork roll is a funny, a funny word. But yeah, so I think it's got to be Wild Things was like the movie that you rent and kind of, you know, your mom's like, what movies did you get at the video store? And you're like, we got Toy Story and <laughs> <laughs> Scream and that's it <laughs> moral things and uh then we got uh you know a scary movie you know you just yeah. make you know you kind of yeah. gloss over it right so for me that was the boob movie for for did okay. you have a boob movie you know it's weird because i i after i asked the question i'm like oh no i'm gonna have to answer this as well Hell yeah and uh i was like man what you know what else was hot to me and i don't know if she was naked in the movie What's that? i think jamie presley is so attractive yeah i had a huge crush on her as you should and she was in a movie called ringmaster with jerry springer where she played like a trashy trailer park person it's kind of her go-to role well it's like she was like she, she was, was in, like she was uh in, in joe dirt she was the fake cousin right yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't i never really watched joe dirt oh, okay I, I watched it like here and there yeah um but i think she's like dating her mom's boyfriend or something like that right. in the movie and i remember thinking of her as like being super sexual but i can't remember if she was naked in the movie or anything yeah um it's weird because in 2020 I think you're supposed to not like the idea of like a naked woman in a movie. The male gaze. Yeah, yeah. you're not supposed to like that. Yeah. However, I think there are a lot of parts in older movies that are kind of about that. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's it's hard to be like, oh, when I was 15, no, I never even noticed in Wild Things that right. Kevin's bacon was right. sticking out, you know? Yep. But I noticed it. Good. <laughs> I fried it up in a pan. <laughs> what? <laughs> are you talking about actual bacon at this point? I put it in my egg sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say? Um, no, I, it's weird because like I want to have a classy movie like Wild Things. And I'm like, classy? There wasn't... That's not classy. Yeah, I mean, it's more classy than the one I'm going to say. <laughs> so I don't remember like renting a movie <laughs> was like that. Sleepaway Camp? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny for those of you who have seen Sleepaway Camp and no one else. But it's very funny for you if you know what we're talking about. Is, is, is that, that bacon? bacon? <laughs> We just use bacon <laughs> and dick from now on. Oh, oh that my is, bacon. That's hilarious. Oh, my bacon is burning. Um, is that bacon? That's so funny. I guess Wild Things is like a studio film that got a wide release. Yeah. I, I, I was not renting like sexual films. Right. Um, you know, it, it, again, kind of the same thing where if they have nudity in it, like, okay. Would you rent like whole nine yards and there's a boob in it? Uh, you know, or American I, pie. I, I probably American pie more. So I, I've never seen the whole nine yards. Do you uh, think I love Shannon Elizabeth 
but I never was like, oh yeah, it's so hot. American Pie, she's naked. I never even felt like that. I just like her. Right. I just you're just rooting for her. I just yeah, she's yeah. just I, I like her personality and I like like what she brings to the table. I get you. Yeah. Um and I think about man, I was spending the night at a friend's house. He had HBO. Yeah. And which Oh, see, there you go. Real sex. Yeah. Well, I, and this was like, you know, I think I were like he's sleeping on the couch and I'm sleeping on the floor. And this isn't like a gross, like sexual discovery story. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is like, we both liked boobs. Yeah. And there was a movie. Ah, oh, I think it's just called hamburger and it's not a good movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very much a B movie, but there were, um, there was a scene in there with, with a girl's boobs. And I think she was like a penthouse centerfold or, or something. Right, right, right. And, uh, that, that scene in particular stayed with me for a long time. Wow. Just mentally. I, I've, I've never seen the movie since, but like, if you if if I had the uh, artistic skill to like sketch it, I could I could draw it. That's how imprinted it is in my like monkey brain memory. Right. It's funny because like when you say that, it seems like there I should have a good answer, but like, and I think Wild Things is actually a pretty good answer. But outside of that, I don't really I can't really remember any right. specific movies that I thought about that had like parts that I I was like oh I can't wait for this boob part. Right. Um. Yeah. It's it's gonna be only really only Wild Things, and then you know. We would rent barbed wire once in a while when it's like we didn't have a fifth movie because I think it was five dollars for five movies for oh, five nights. Okay, so there was that, and then you know you had a couple of movies where there was like like American Pie, right? But it's funny I just edited a video for Tell Him Steve Dave. I just did one. A lot of nudity in it. Well, yeah, there was. Oh, okay, wow. Well, they did eighties uh, and eighty, which Walt, is what they go Walt through. Walt went full frontal. Yes, right. <laughs> they they did uh, Brian and Frank Five. Um basically like talked about the movies Porky's Porky's and then Screwballs. Got it. And Porky's has a good amount of boobs in it. Screwballs is like all boobs and it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Okay. Like I was, uh, we were, I was editing it. The opening of the movie is like a guy in the, in the high school and he sees a poster that all the, all the freshman girls are getting breast exams in the gym that day. Wow. So he fakes a head injury. Nice. Goes into the nurse's office and then when the nurse leaves, he puts on a doctor's coat and he goes in the gym. <laughs> Come on, you're already loving this. I'm, I'm loving it because I'm like, this is a Chuck Staten plan. But it's freshman girls. Right. So they're like 14. Yeah. And they're all in their underwear and he takes out their boobs and feels them and you see their boobs. Ugh. I'm sure they're not 14 actresses. Right. right. But like, that's the idea of like yeah. what's happening. And then a million other times, like the whole movie is about how I guess one girl she people she was like the hottest girl in school and they're all pissed off at her because somehow she's involved in all these kids getting detention and uh the whole point of the movie is that there's one girl and they want to see her boobs that's the whole movie and there are so many boobs in this movie i can't believe they're not just pleased with the boobs that they see i didn't see this many boobs when i was in high school no um but yeah it was crazy anyway so i never really had boob movies like that the closest thing for us was american pie but again i just didn't think of it that way i just didn't i don't know i didn't have those feelings towards it i just looked up i googled best boob movies (laughs) there's a ton of a ton of lists came up including one on imdb called the most popular big breast movies and tv shows got it right now this is a title of a movie on this it's called retard otron video mixtape volume one and the 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 description is get ready to power vomit your intestines across the room as your brain melts to a steaming pulp of rot by the violent torrent of obscenity unleashed by the most insanity inducing video mixtape you'll ever lay eyes on. Would you watch it? 
why would I need to watch it when I'm living it? <laughs> I didn't even know what that means. That's so funny. I was going to say when I directed it, that's but it's a, funnier to be living that's it. That's the funny. <laughs> funniest thing you could have said thank you um yeah like i see these movies like this one's called survivors exposed like you could tell they're on naked ambition right mills versus zombies uh you can tell barbarella i guess is a, is a classic one right? right um you could tell that these are made to be like exploitation boob movies right but i don't know if i really watched any growing up no all right yeah it's i was just wondering as you mentioned the uh the documentary about you know, the history of nudity in cinema. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, this is an interesting thing to think about. I remember there was like, it's funny because I think about like, I didn't have a lot of crazy, I'm, I'm, I have a crush on this celebrity. Right. Uh, when I was a kid. And the ones that I did, uh, they were like, uh, Aliza Dushku. Yep. Uh, Mina Savari. Okay. Jennifer Love Hewitt for a yep. little bit. But I never was like very lecherous about it. Right. It was always like kind of more innocent and not like, oh my God, are they naked in a movie? I yeah, never looked I, up that stuff I, like that. I was like, oh man, it's like Sarah Michelle Gellar is beautiful. Right. That's the extent of my crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Never got it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I can't think of a lot of boo movies, but Wild Things to me definitely was one of those movies that it might have even come from the fact that maybe there was an Entertainment Weekly article that was like, this movie is like they've pushed the boundaries yep. and like it was going to be NC-17. Guess who's bacon you see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a funny thing though. All right, uh, ready for this little article? Yes, I am. Very much so. GameSpot.com. A number of NBC affiliates are refusing to air the 30 Rock reunion. Wow. Why do you think? Let's see if you can guess why. I mean... It's, it's really hard to tell. Most recently, it was their removal of the blackface episodes. That's why 30 Rock was in the news. That's right. So maybe it's somehow related to that. Not even remotely. Whew. Okay. Can you can you figure it out? If you can't, it's okay. Anything else? Affiliates. Uh, why yeah. would they not, not want to do it? You know what? I don't know. Viewers in the last... And, and at least half of the United States will miss out on seeing the 30 Rock reunion on Thursday. Okay. Uh, more than half the country's NBC affiliates won't show the one-hour reunion special, including station groups Great Television, Hearst, Nexstar, Tegna, and Sinclair Broadcast Group. Okay, those are, like, I know Sinclair is famously conservative. Nope. Okay. The issue, according to a Vulture report, is that the new special focuses too much on promoting Peacock, the streaming service NBC is launching on July 15th. Oh. The station groups who are boycotting the special consider Peacock to be a competitor. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It really is. Wow. It's weird because you can't really fight technology. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. They've got to figure out either how to be in business with something like that or see it as a... I don't even know. I wonder how that is looked at inside NBC, the idea of the streaming service versus the uh, the live right. broadcast. Pretty crazy, though. <clears throat> I've never really heard anything like that. Um, all right, let's see what else I got. Um, yeah, I guess so. I don't have that much. Well, I don't have that much more. I have one more topic, and then we can get into Palm Springs. Um, I didn't listen to this yet, but I'll send it to you. I'm pretty interested in this. Freakonomics just put up a new podcast, and it said the new podcast and the title of the podcast is, I mean, the podcast is Freakonomics Radio. The title of this episode is Why Is It So Hard to Be Alone with Our Own Thoughts? Ooh. And that's what this episode's about. And it's really interesting because I feel like over the past couple of years, I've wrestled with this, but I've, you know, I don't know what to do about it. Right. I hate when I'm by myself 
and I'm just thinking about stuff. And that's when I get really depressed. Yep. So I listen to podcasts a hundred percent of the time that I'm alone. Right. Like a hundred percent. Right. Um, and I wonder if that's a problem or a crutch. Is it? Is it similar to people who flip through their phone and let's look look at Instagram? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And it, and it's weird because like, you know, this uh, the the past week or you know, even maybe also the week before I went home, uh, I was alone with my thoughts a lot, and it wasn't a pleasant place, pleasant situation to be in. Um, and you know, like I I'm I'm coming around on that, and um, so I I understand it, but I traditionally haven't had a problem, but it's, it's been infrequent that I have been like alone with my thoughts. I, I prefer to have music on or something right. like some, some sort of distraction. Right. Um, by the way, just a, a, a side note here, as I talk about music and, and depression and whatnot, I, I was listening to the Frank Turner album, like live in Newgate or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so for for me, so affirming and positive and uplifting to hear because he kind of tells the stories behind each song. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, I loved it so much. I listened to it uh, today. Nice. And sorry. Um, so being alone with my thoughts, like the idea of like, all right, well, Chuck and I hang out until 10 o'clock and then I come home and I'm alone until I go to bed at midnight or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe I'm reading for some of that, but like typically the music isn't on and I, it's just me you know, alone with my thoughts, but normally like, you know, if that happens for two hours a day or like on my drive to and from work, okay. Right. But now you right. know, you, you, when it's like, all right, uh, 5 PM, no, no more work responsibilities. Maybe I call my parents and talk to them for half an hour. And then I have five thirty until question mark right. to be alone with my thoughts. And it's, it's, it just wears on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, again, I'm fortunate, a lot of friends to reach out to, a lot of friends reaching out to me, right. um, you know, a lot of acquaintances to reach out to right. and, you know, a lot of distractions, but man, I have been going through old New York times crosswords. I have, uh, I think the book I'm currently reading is book number 50 of yeah. 2020. Yeah. Um, my goal was 52. So right. going to have a nice coast to the finish line <laughs> from next week until December 31st. Oh, uh, you might get the Garfield treasury for uh, your birthday. Uh, which one? The 88. Gross. Um, he still likes Mondays in this one. <laughs> it, it changes near the end. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I get it. Um, but it's probably not great if you can never be alone with your thoughts. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I know it's, it's really, it's an interesting thing. I also like to think that a lot of times the podcasts I listen to have some value. Yeah. Like if I listen to Dan Harmon talk about storytelling, yep. uh, I think that's valuable. Yes. Or Judd Apatow talk about comedy. But some of them are definitely just for fun. I actually wanted to just talk about the fact that I kind of think that right now we have a lot of good podcasts. So if people are like, oh man, I'm bored. I don't, you know, I, the I've podcast. listened to the entire back catalog yeah, of Chuck and Brad. Brad. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's some podcasts I've been listening to that are, that are really putting out great stuff right now. I just wanted to shout them out real quick. Obviously, tell them Steve, Dave. Yep. Weekly podcast every week on the Patreon and semi-weekly podcast on the main feed. And they're all awesome. Um, the smart, the new Smodcasts have been great. It's Kevin Smith and he's going... I don't know if you've ever listened to his Emo Kev stuff. Yes, I have. It's great. He has, he has two oh, new... so fun. He found yeah. a new thing of all these different letters he wrote himself. Wow. And he's going through them with Scott Mosier. And they are so hilarious. And it's funny because you really get to indulge yeah. in making fun of someone being like too emotional. Right. Because it's the person it's you. that yeah. wrote it. Yeah. So you really get to like kind of laugh at something that you don't get to laugh at a lot. 
Uh, Colin Jost was on WTF this week with Mark okay. Marion, um, talking about his new book, and that was really good. Adam Sandler was just on You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, wow. and they had an awesome, candid talk, and they were like very, very open about you know being in movies and your life and what is it? It was great. I don't know if you know about Conan O'Brien's current thing. Do you know about his current podcast? I do not. So he usually does Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Yes. And on the feed this summer, so basically it's him, his assistant, uh, Sona, yep, and then the uh, producer, Matt Gorley. And when Conan O'Brien Reads a Friend, I'd say Conan the guest talk 90% of the time, and then Sona and Matt Gorley like kind of talk a little bit. Right. This is called uh, Summer S'mores with the Chill Chums. And it's just Conan, Sona, and Matt just joking around. Oh, that's fun. More like a traditional podcast. Yeah. No interviews. And it's hilarious. Like, Gina, Gina was like, I never knew how much I could like Conan O'Brien. Where, like, and it's just basically just him doing bits and yeah. them focus, hyper-focusing on one small thing. Yep. Like, I think Conan said one word wrong. Oh, no. He said Blink-187. Oh, okay. And Matt Gorley was like, hey, Conan, by the way, it's Blink-182. And Conan was did like several minutes on the idea of like a he was saying it as a joke he knows what it is and how excited matt gorley was to correct conan yep and him doing these bits like it's just super indulgent yeah and gina loves it she's like she loves him so that's great if you want to listen to uh really funny like friends together uh halloweenies is doing um you know i love that podcast yep they go through all the halloween movies then they went through the nightmare and elm street movies now they're going through the friday 13th movies I'm not listening to them right now. I'm saving right. them up for the fall. Of course. Um, but man, they're, I love listening to them going through these movies. It's like, it's even deeper and headier than I could, like, than I would want to be a part of. Got it. Although I'd love to be a guest. Right. Um, and then finally, Eric Andre was on Steve-O's podcast recently. Right. Man, it's funny because I think I talked to you about, uh, when we talked about Bad Trip on the podcast, yes. I said, you know, I haven't seen any press about eric andre and what happened with this movie right and how he feels about it i'm like i have to imagine that this is devastating it's his first starring role but i haven't seen anything so i'm like maybe yeah. not he was on steve-o's podcast and he goes the week that we found out that the movie was going to have to the release was going to be canceled he goes was the worst like week of my life yeah like and like he goes through all the stuff and it was funny too because like he's like you know it's going to be released direct to netflix yep he goes, it's going to go straight to all these different people streaming. So I hope a lot of people see it. I'm really excited. There's a lot of positives. And Steve-O's like, yeah, but the way Netflix does shows like or TV shows and movies, don't they just buy it straight out? It doesn't matter how many people watch it. You don't get any extra money. Um, and they own the property fully and there's no points on the back end. And Eric Andre goes, I don't know. Let me pull up the contract. What are you talking about? Like it was, yeah. it was so good. And they, their talk about art and comedy and Jackass and Eric Andre and all yeah. that stuff. Excellent. So there's a lot of great uh, podcasts out there right now being produced. And those are just the ones that I probably listened to in the last week, I'd say. Wow. So um, there's a lot of great stuff out there right now during the quarantine. And it's hard because a lot of this this kind of content can feel unimportant during the quarantine. Right. People being like, we did a Zoom call with this person and we both have nothing going on. Right. But these are kind of these these are kind of outliers to that that are really, really high quality. The ones I mentioned. Nice. And, and they're really, really fun. Um, man, that's pretty much it. That's all I got besides Palm Springs. I'm ready to talk about Palm Springs. We'll do uh, spoiler free and then we will make it abundantly clear if we're going into spoilers. Right. Uh, so, Palm Springs, as yeah, we mentioned, uh, sold to Hulu 
uh, when it was at Sundance. It is. It stars Andy Samberg and is it Christina or Kristen Melody? She played the mother in How I Met Your Mother, um, in addition to many other roles. And uh, it's it's a time loop film. I think she played the aunt in How You Shrunk the Kids. Aunt or aunt? <laughs> um, That's funny. Thank you. It uh, it's a time loop movie similar to Groundhog Day or Happy Death Day or Happy Death Day to You. Yes. Uh, in which uh, a character or characters are reliving the same day over and over again and uh, are powerless to escape the time loop or to change things. Right. So can I read you the thing about <clears throat> Sundance? Please do. Uh, this is from Variety. Andy Samberg's Palm Springs has just broken the record for biggest sale in the history of the Sundance Film Festival nice. by 69 cents. Wow. Congratulations. A joint announcement on Monday from Hulu and indie distributor Neon confirmed the existential comedy was purchased for $17,500,000.69 in a sale brokered by the UTA Independent Film Group. That figure exceeds the previous record set by The Birth of a Nation in 2016, which went to the former Fox Searchlight Pictures for $17.5 million. Um, it says, I think this changed, but Neon will take the film to U.S. theaters, though a timeline was not immediately clear. Hulu would then add it to what the Disney owner, the Disney-owned streamer described as a stacked Sandberg library, including Brooklyn Nine-Nine, SNL, and the spoof pop star. So I'm guessing the theatrical release was canceled yes. because of the Corona. Yep. The old Corona. Yes. Um... Throw me a bone. It's the Corona. You ever think of that? No. Oh, you want to hear something really? You're going to hate this? You're well, going to fucking I, hate I, this. Am I going to hate it more than throw me a bone? It's the Corona? <laughs> it's, you're going to hate it way more. All right. All right. I said, I don't know why I thought about this. It's it's This is meant to send you like cringy chills down your spine. This sentence. I said it to Gina. I said it like right. five times today. She right. hates it. I'm ready. ready. Here's what I say. Okay. I go, look at the dumper on thumper. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, it's like so basically it means you're looking at someone's butt right yeah and who's thump but who is thumper i mean from bambi you know it's bambi, funny but like what do you think about that i do don't like it, it. Look but at i want to start on using it ironically <laughs> yeah. and then like, eventually make it a real thing like someone walks in the room right <laughs> yep Look at the dumper on Thumper. Imagine yeah. doing that to Laura. Like, yeah. she would be like, what are you... She would hate it. Yes. Oh, man. Isn't that so funny? Yes, it is. I don't know. I don't know why I came up with it. Look at the dumper Ugh, on Thumper. I don't it's like so it. so funny. It's funny because it's a type of thing that, like, you can't really put your finger on, on what it is. Yeah. Or what makes it funny. But it's so funny to say. I mean, really, like dumper as an as a, a, a euphemism <laughs> for someone's behind. Already it. pretty terrible. <laughs> and then it's so it's like that's the worst thing. That's the first thing. Yeah. Then Thumper being someone's nickname for some reason is really off putting. Right. Like, why is their nickname Thumper? Right. The rhyme obviously is weird. And then I guess calling it out. There's like three reasons at the very least, maybe right. four. Yeah. That is just like it makes you want to like when you hear it, it's like your nose turns up like you smell the skunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, like flower, also like, from Bambi. <laughs> yeah. What rhymes with flower? All right. Um, so yeah, so the that's Palm release was canceled. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. So the I think I I would imagine that the uh, yeah the the release in theaters was canceled because of coronavirus. Um, so a couple weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago, this popped up in my RSS feeds as a new trailer, and I was like, oh, a new trailer starring Andy Samberg. Brad and I are both huge fans. He's done a ton of awesome work. And uh, I watched the trailer and I'm like, man, this is kind of like a romantic comedy. Right. 
it's it's set in the world of like a Groundhog Day movie where someone already lives in a time loop and they pull someone in. Right. And now they're both part of it and they're dealing with it. And honestly, the trailer, it's weird. I'll be honest about it. I thought the trailer looked great. Yeah. But when I found out it was coming out straight to Hulu, I was like, oh, it's probably not going to be that good. Yeah. Did you feel like that? Yeah, a little bit. Weird. And, and it, it, it's... You know, know what I think influenced me a lot? What's that? The Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, yeah. That was a bad one. Yeah, that was uh, that was really straight to... Was it Netflix, I think? It was straight to Netflix. And uh, like premiered after the Super Bowl, and we were hyped about it. And uh, I think, in fact... The commercial came on during the Super Bowl, and I stayed at your house after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and we watched it, and mm-hmm. we were like, oh, man, what a thumper dumper of a movie. <laughs> you know why that was so terrible? That? A, because Cloverfield is great. Yes. 10 Cloverfield Land, Lane, Lane yep. is like awesome. We loved it so much. So a third one, you got to think it's going to be amazing. Right. And it was a surprise release on Netflix after the Super Bowl. So it was so exciting. Right. And man, we're our... You know, our expectations were not met. Nope. Um, now that I think about it, I think about Netflix and Hulu. I do think of them as different. Right. But I trust documentaries on both yeah. platforms. Netflix has come out with a lot of good shows. I don't know about Hulu specific shows. There's a new one from Justin Roiland, right? Yeah, but I've uh, it's it's uh, it's about aliens. Yeah, solo, so something, solar opposites, solar, solar opposites. opposites. Wow, there you go. we found it. Wow, that was pretty How did good. My brain get there. Um, but uh, I haven't really watched anything on Hulu. I re- I really do trust Hulu, right. to make or and release exclusive documentaries that are great. Yeah, but across Hulu and Netflix, the two streaming giants that are really those are the only ones that I think are only streaming. Yeah, HBO existed. Prime. Disney existed. Yep. I guess Amazon. Are there other non-documentary films that we've watched on Netflix and Hulu that came out exclusive to the service? And you know, if there are, I, I off the top of my head, I don't know them. Neither do I. I. I, I Netflix, I probably have. Like, I, I know Netflix has had the bigger ones. Yeah. Whether it's uh, uh, the uh, Will Smith, I think Gemini Man came straight to Netflix. They signed the six-picture deal with Adam Sandler. Um, I think there was another Will See, Smith one th- where he was cop. Uh, he was cop friends with a I think, glowing alien. Maybe I think that this is part of it. Is because what I think about, I guess, from Netflix is ridiculous six. Yep. Um, the Will Smith cop goblin movie. Yep. Oh, it's a goblin. Okay. <laughs> Bright. Yes. Bright isn't it? Yes. Um, the SEAL Team Six movie or Six Something Six Feet Under Six Down. Six Underground, because Six it's underground. named after the Sneaker Pimp song. But all these things I heard were bad. Okay. Or, or you know, I know. You know right. not great. Yeah. Yeah. So let me see. I, I just looked up, uh, I just looked up Netflix original movies. Uh, Polar. And, you know, if folks out there, if you're curious about uh, people's reviews of Netflix uh, uh, original movies, you go on Nomcast, or you can listen to Nomcast. Oh, yeah. Which Chuck and I were on. Yeah. So we watched that movie. The what was it? Duncan Jones. It was a sequel to Moon. Or set in the same universe as Moon. Yeah. Don't remember it. That wasn't a good movie either. Replicas about a clone. About, no. Yeah. On. That wasn't very good either. Yeah. Um, Triple Frontier, I heard was not good. Let's see. Polar, Point Blank, Drive, Six Underground, The Do-Over, I watched a bunch of, and I got to be honest, I didn't really like it. Uh, True Memoirs of an International Assassin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Wheelman, How It Ends, The Night Comes for Us, Triple, Game Over Man, Holiday in the Wild, Legacy of a White-Tailed Deer Hunter, Klaus. I didn't watch that. Barry? I don't know what that is. Um, let's see. 
Bomb Scared, The Package. I haven't watched any of these. Have you? No, I. None of them sound Ready? vaguely familiar. Here's 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 their uh, here's their. Oh, Netflix made a movie, a Groundhog Day movie. Oh, do you remember? No. It stars uh, Adam Devine in a movie where he goes to a party every day. I don't know it. I'm sorry. All I right, wish right, I did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going through. <clears throat> um, uh, take the ten, girlfriend's day, win it all. Sandy Wexler, I didn't watch that. Uh, The Incredible Jessica James, Naked, Reality High, Stepsisters, Candy Jar, The Week Of, Father of the Year, Like Father, The After Party, Five Star Christmas, Lionheart, Unicorn. Have you watched any of these? No, no, I've never heard of any of them. Oh, Between Two Ferns, the movie. Yes. See, that's another one where I say, I like that, but my standards are way lower because it released directly to Netflix. Yeah. So for movies, I got to be honest, I don't really think I've seen a narrative film come out and a direct to a streaming service that I thought was great. I'll say looking at uh, I'm on the Wikipedia for list of Hulu originals for original films, feature films, they have four listed Little Monsters, which was a comedy horror film, Wounds, which was a horror film, mm-hmm. Big Time Adolescence, which was a comedy and Palm Springs, the romantic comedy. And all have come out since October of 2019. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking, man. I don't really see anything. I actually don't even see the... I don't even... Oh, Paddleton, which I thought was another movie that was like... I don't know. I I thought it was kind of small. And if I went to go see it in theaters, I'd be... I think I'd be bummed out that I paid to see it. But Bird Box came out directly to Netflix. I think that was okay. Yeah, but... Death Note, I liked. No one else liked it besides me. uh, Bird Box was big. Like, really, really big. Um, Right. I, I agree with and that. And part of that was due to release date, and part of that is Sandra Bullock. Did you watch Gerald's Game? No, I did not. Interesting. Are you interested in it? I am, uh, but I'd like to reread the book before I watch the movie. 1922, did you watch that? I did not. Did you want to watch that? Uh, not as much. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm surprised. It's, there's so many more movies than I expected, right. and I've I've only, I've only watched such a small amount of them. Cloverfield Paradox, obviously. Yep. Yeah, so anyway, I think that my point is, oh, is it called Mute? Yes, yes, Okay, it was. that's the movie we watched. Um, my point is, so far, I feel like the movies that have come out um, that are narrative straight to streaming services like Netflix and Hulu right. have basically been the equivalent of like Hallmark movies or Lifetime movies. Okay. Do you feel like that? Um, I, You know, they might be a step above, but like, yes, I, I get where you're coming from, where the, the expectations are lower than a, a theatrical release. And, you know, kind of a big movie with the idea like, you know, if the, if the movie was that good, somebody would release it in theaters because that's how you get more money. Yeah. Um, so. So, yeah. yeah I, I get by the way, the going. other big one was uh, The Irishman, which ah, I didn't yes. watch. Yep. Um, when We First Met is a, is, a, is a Groundhog Day movie starring Adam Devine that came out straight to Netflix, okay. which I watched. And again, it was pretty underwhelming. Okay. And it's weird because I want to I want to make this clear. If we turn on Netflix and there's a new movie with David Spade that just is straight to Netflix and it makes us laugh a couple times and it's okay, great. that's fine. Yep. I think that's totally fine. There's a place for that. But when a trailer comes out for one of those movies, I'm not like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Right. So I think, unfortunately, I, I didn't even think about this before Palm Springs came out. If I see Netflix is going to produce a documentary 
I bet it's going to be amazing. Yeah. If I see Hulu's going to produce a documentary, I bet it's going to be amazing. Yep. If Netflix is doing a, a TV show, I think it has the potential to be as good as any TV show. Stranger Things is amazing. Yeah. Documentary series, amazing. Narrative movies on Netflix and Hulu, I think I'm just like, oh, this is not going to be that great. Yeah. My expectations are low. So that's what how I went into Palm Springs, even though I loved the concept right. when I saw the trailer. Is that basically what you felt? Yeah, I think so. You know, the idea of even if it's a small movie, I like the actors enough right. that they can win me over. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was some cool shots in the trailer. You could tell yep. it was a movie that someone made with care. Right. So um, the other day I was like, we, we kind of noticed, we were like, oh yeah, that movie came out. Do you want to watch it? And, uh, you know, Gina, my girlfriend, my roommate, Jordan, we're like, yeah, let's watch it. We watched it. Spoiler free review. Yeah. Man, I thought it was awesome. I, I'll be surprised if it's not my favorite drama at the end of the year that I see, because I think of it as more of a drama than a comedy. Right. right. I didn't think it was like hilarious. Right. Um, it felt a little bit more. Uh, it's weird. I don't know. How did you feel in terms of classification? I, you know, I dramedy, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, a little bit closer to like a Judd Apatow type movie. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really, really fun. I thought it was super imaginative. Yeah. Um, I thought the aesthetic of where they were was great. You know, they were Excellent. kind of set in this wedding, uh, like destination wedding. Right. Um, and I thought that I thought that the jokes that were there were really good. I thought that it went in directions I didn't expect, right. which was really fun, but they were logically sound directions. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is in it. He was great. Um, everyone was great. And uh yeah, it was just a very, very fun ride for someone who cares about writing because yes. I think it was a different movie than you'd expect. Right. Um, but really, really fun. I, li- I liked basically everything about it. And I will say the final thing I'll say, I've talked to a lot on the podcast and in my real personal life about how much I love Knives Out. Yes. Love Knives Out. Directed by Ryan Johnson. Yes. <laughs> and even though Knives Out is a very expensive movie with right. a lot of A-list celebrities, um, I think one of the things I like about movies is when there's kind of a centralized location and they use that location a lot right. and they exist there and you get a real good feeling for it. You understand it kind of builds its own atmosphere for the movie as a backdrop and they stay there and the story is not about progressing, 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 which happens in a lot of movies now. And it's more like we're here we're in a situation and we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to do this. We're trying to accomplish this. And Knives Out does that really well. Yeah. Obviously, it's a murder mystery. But this movie, I think, is kind of the same thing. And they appeal to me for the same reasons in that way. Yeah. So how do you feel? You know, I uh, I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Uh, more than I more than I thought I would, because oftentimes the the mood I'm in as I start a film will affect my enjoyment of the film. Right. Uh, I was not in a great frame of mind when I started this. But man, like... I, Andy Samberg was so charming. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen or Christina Melody, Melody, Melody. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah. She was great. Uh, she was great. And uh, you know, there were some twists and turns in the script that I wasn't expecting, and uh, and you know, there were some things that I did expect, and and they paid off appropriately. Mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons, like you know, uh, emotions made sense. Like it, it was just a, a really like well assembled film. Yes. Um, you know, characters that. Yeah, I, I guess you know even the side characters had a thing, yeah, and uh, and that meant a lot. Mm-hmm. And seeing and seeing characters grow and change throughout the film, yeah, uh, even in a time loop, made a lot of sense. Yes, and so I, and I think that they really fed you new information. Yes, 
in a great way. Yes. In a great and unexpected way. And you get this whole story kind of, this whole picture was put together for you in a great, uh, well-plotted way. Yeah. You know? So I really, really liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, is that all we want to say about spoiler free? Yeah, I think so. So if you didn't watch Palm Springs and you want to watch it and you don't want any spoilers, you can turn off the podcast now. We're going to get into some spoilers. Thank you for listening. We had a lot of fun. Uh, feel free to write us at chuckandbrad at gmail.com or go to chuckandbradpodcast.com and find the email link if you want to talk to us for any reason. Um, but we're going to get into spoilers for Palm Springs starting now. <laughs> go right into Time loop. Time loop. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, I think the way that they played with the fact that they're in a time loop yes. was so great. I loved that. A, I love that he tried to stop her from going into the cave. Yes. And then B, I love the idea that she comes out and she's pissed at him and he's like, ooh, sorry. Yeah. Like we're stuck in this thing. I thought that was great. Then the fun and games of this. Yes. Happy millionth birthday dipshit in the bar. Perfect. Oh, I loved that. And then when they pretended to do a play at the wedding. Yep. Um, all that stuff Even was like so her, fun. Even like her falling out of the sunroof of the car and dying and resetting and she wakes up as though she's still like, good stuff. Loved it. I love that they set up the rules so clearly and stuck to them. Yep. Love that. Um, in terms of like story beats, I think the idea that she has to relive every day where she slept with the groom yep. is amazing and she feels she like hates herself for that reason. I love that they give you that information kind of slowly. I love that he finds out from smelling the pillow, from right. smelling her hair. Yep. They paid off that, you know, what you mentioned before. Um, what was going to say? I was going to say, I love that eventually it was revealed that Andy Samberg is happier living in the time loop. Yeah. And he'd rather just stay there with no responsibilities. Well, it's, it's weird because the movie starts with a very awkward sex scene with him and the girlfriend. And you're like, why did, why is he not enjoying this? And you learn right. it's because he's just been doing it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, and because she cheats on him that day. Right. Yeah. And it's just lost all the thrill for him. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, the idea that he accepts that and yes. has accepted it. And, yes. you know, it's, it's one of those things like how many times has he lived this day? And then uh, towards the end when she's researching qu quantum physics and you're like, well, how many how many days in a row does she wake up yeah. and go and get these same textbooks and yes. have these same conversations and like right. learn about wormhole, whatever she's learning about? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like how long were they in there? Like, did how you did you like that? Uh, all of a sudden, you find out that she's researching quantum physics physics to actually figure out a way out loved of the it. time loop. Absolutely, loved wasn't it. that great? Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I never would expect it, her to like be like, I have to figure out how to get out of this. Right. I never would have expected right. that. Um, that was great. I loved, uh, that JK Simmons just wants revenge. Yep. Um, I thought that in terms of like a moment when JK Simmons is like, you know what? It's actually a great day that I'm reliving every day. Yeah. And he's like, my son is watering, watering do dog shit. Yeah. Like what a great moment yeah. to, to kind of underline the warm heartedness with a little bit of a joke right there. Right. I love that. I just thought it was great. I thought it, I thought they just built it perfectly. It was like every next thing was was such a perfect way to go. And I was surprised multiple times throughout the movie. Yeah. I thought the idea of blowing up the goat and the goat disappeared. And so we yeah. think we can get out. Yeah. That was awesome. When it showed them back in the pool at the yep. end after the day, I'm like, oh, the family's got to come home because he established the family doesn't come home that day. Right. And they do come home. Yep. And I was like, that's a great ending. That's what I thought. Then... 
the post or mid credit scene where J.K. Simmons goes back to the wedding that day. Yep. And he goes to talk to Andy Samberg and Andy Samberg is actually there for the first time. Yep. And he's not in the time loop anymore and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yep. And J.K. Simmons is happy. Yep. That was amazing. Yes. Like that, like very rarely do I see a great movie and then there's a final moment that underlines everything and makes me say like, holy shit, they built it. Yeah. Knives Out has that too with yes. the My House, My Rules yep. moment. That moment, I was like, that was so fucking satisfying. Yeah. The, uh, you know, I called Chuck to say, hey, I watched it. Yeah. And he's like, what'd you think? I'm like, oh, that tag. Yeah. And he's like, the tag. Like, we, yeah. we both knew uh, that was a, a really special moment. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I just, it really, it really landed for me. Um, me too. Just uh, across the board. So that's the kind of romantic comedy I want to see. Yeah. Where it's not so, uh, you know, it's kind of plays like a lot of like different characters. You know what right. I mean? Like the, the movie itself, it just lives in a lot of different genres and that can be at the base of it. And in terms of the story, it's the ending plot point yeah. is him going with her because he loves her and she likes him. And, um, but man, what a, what a fun world. It was great. Didn't you feel like you could watch another movie if they made Palm Springs 2 yes. about more of that day? Right. Like yes. I could just, it was just so fun to live in that world. Yes. And the aesthetic was really great. It really built it. Um, but man, I can't recommend it enough. I thought it was awesome. Like I said, like I really do like heartwarming, I guess, dramedies like The Big Sick or This Is 40 or Funny People and different man, things. 50, like 50. 50, 50. I love that stuff. And uh, sometimes it's hard to find it. And so I love the fact that, you know, we came across this one. Yeah. Um, what a great movie. I feel bad because I don't know if a lot of people know about it, but don't let it fly under your radar. Right. It's great. Also, if you're not on the Andy Samberg train yet, get on it because he's oh, yeah. fucking awesome. He's great. I was listening to Popstar and I was listening. I'll say this to you because I didn't say this yet. <clears throat> I think I did say this. I was thinking about, I did say this to you. I listened to Bash Brothers. Yes. From last summer, the Lonely Island EP or, or album. And I was thinking about how that came out at the beginning of the summer and Netflix, the album came out. We listened to it all summer. We went to the Lonely Island concert and it right. was like the highlight of the summer. And it was such a perfect, uh, a new album came out from someone we liked. We listened to it a lot. We went to the show in the right. summer. It was such a perfect like thing. And there's not that at all this summer. No, there is not. And I think it rarely lines up so perfectly. But I mean, even, even you know, we had the Mad Caddies thing yeah. where they came out with this, uh, the songs from Punk Rock Steady yep. and the album came out. We saw them and they were great. Um, but man, it really made me miss our traditional go, go, go summers. Yeah. Our highlights of comedy, highlights of music, highlights of everything. And uh, but yeah, anyway, great project. Yes. Everyone in it was great. Um I kind of wish that, I mean, if there was no pandemic, I wish it would come out in theaters so more people would see it. Right. It kind of fits with uh, Forgetting, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Maybe a little bit smaller. Okay. But yeah. still, still, like it, it just hit me so hard. I loved it. It was great. So I highly recommend it. Yes, absolutely. If you, uh, if you folks have access to Hulu, mm -hmm. uh, give it a shot. Yeah. That's it, man. That's I all I got, I think, this week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's where I'm at. I'm, I'm hoping to, uh, you know, uh, continue moving forward. Yeah. Uh, over the next week and uh you know next week when we record i will technically be on call so wow. if if i get a call from campus I, we have to pause it and, and answer it <laughs> yeah right. uh last week there were three calls two of which were lockouts 
What does that uh, mean? That somebody, like a student, locked themselves out of their room. We have 37 students on campus. Wow. And we had three lockouts last week. <laughs> One twelfth of the population yep. locked themselves out. Of yep. The, that's funny. Yeah. So bizarre, but that's, the, you know, it's part of the, part of the job. Sure, Part man. of what I got to do. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I will say this. Uh, I don't know if I talk, I, I, do, I don't ordinarily go into work stuff, but like, at one point they gave me all these new responsibilities mm -hmm. and then they said, we've reviewed it and you aren't, you haven't had enough added to your plate that you get a pay raise. Which is BS. And so I appealed that and the decision was made that I will in fact get a pay raise and I don't, I don't know what it will be. Wow. Uh, but they're reviewing, no idea. They're reviewing it this week. And so wow. either, either the, ne the next check or the one after I will have a higher rate. Good, good which, luck, buddy. Which will be nice. Yeah, it will be nice. I don't need much more, honestly. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm yeah, comfortable. I, th I think you're doing way more than fine. I'm doing fine. I think the lights are not going off at the Roar house unless I think if there was a movie like get out and you were in it, you would be the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, why'd you have to pick yeah. get out? Like if, if you had said a uh, hot tub time machine, I would be the bad guy. No. Cause that, I'm like a rich that's guy. Not, no, 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 no. I think if you it's as specifically Brad, get out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to speak further on that because no canceling Chuck Staten in 2020. But you'd be the bad guy. I, uh, I, I, uh, I'm doing fine. That's all. I'd be, uh, I'd be the good guy. I'd be friends with Little Rel at the airport. Okay. He'd be like, "Can you cover my shift? I'm going to go save my friend." And I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> okay, that makes you the good guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a bad guy. I mean. I'm his supervisor. I'm the one giving him time off. You're, you're friends with the white family. I probably am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're technically in-laws with the white family is what you are. Um, How much uh, recreational extra money do you make? <laughs> A I'm lot. Do I'm doing fine. You sure are. Um, Brad folks, owns three Nintendo Switches. That's untrue. No. I own one. I own two. All right, then. All Which right. one of us is the villain in Get Out Now? Well, I'm going to let little Rel borrow it on the way to go <laughs> save the guy. So Okay. Then. And I can still play it at home. Nice. Too. Um, all right, folks out there, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you uh, coming alongside us. This, you know, at, at this time in our lives, at this time in, uh, in the world, and honestly, like even back in 2014... Mm -hmm. When we were like rock band versus guitar, it probably wasn't it's 2014. Uh, but we 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 appreciate you all the time, and uh, you add value to our lives. You, in fact, matter. Yes. Uh, if you have comments, questions, concerns, or otherwise, please send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com, or simply find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. That's right. That's all I've got. That's all I got. Deuces. Just wanna have fun Girls just wanna have